Well, how's everybody doing? I mean, all five of us in the auditorium right now. Thank you, folks, for uh, joining us online this morning. Glad that you're here with us. And uh, thank you for helping us out with our little modification for this morning. And I uh, just want to update, update you on a couple of folks. Uh, Jim Snyderman in the hospital uh, with this pernicious, persistent infection that he's had, as well as uh, COVID. And uh, the last word I got yesterday is he's recovering well. And uh, thought he might be there about a week, but they said yesterday might come home in a couple of days. So we'll praise the Lord for that and, uh, and continue to pray in that direction. Got a couple other folks that are at home, some positive with COVID, some got the cold that's going around. Heard from our friend Hubert from our technical team this morning. He had to go back to the hospital yesterday with uh, back problems and uh, just messaged us a few minutes ago. He might be watching right now. They've got, got him busy. They might have him busy right now. Also has COVID and uh, this morning was having some significant issues with very, very high blood pressure. So we want to pray for him for sure. this morning on the way to work, and she said, uh, things are busy at the hospital and the testing center this morning, and so, uh, as I said in my message, uh, we're not living in fear, you know, uh, God knows what's up, but we can be practical, and more than anything, we just want to make sure that we provide an opportunity to uh, assist, particularly our medical professionals in this town who for the last few years have been so So, that being said, so thankful for this technology. Glad to be here with my sidekick, my partner, my partner in crime uh, here. Uh, not quite back to the days of doing it from the living room, but, uh, but close. And uh, we've got uh, Ryan's here hanging out with us. We've got Nate here kind of keeping a watch on the door. And uh, Jason's back at the media desk, and Vicky's on the live stream back there. I don't know if Jan's with us from home or not this morning. She's been under the weather a bit, too, so um, she might be resting. And if she is, I encourage you to do that. Please do so. So those of you that are online, just chat with one another. And uh, if for some reason we get way late or kicked off by YouTube for some of our videos this morning, the links to everything that we're showing this morning are in the description of today's YouTube broadcast. And you can go click those links and go right to them. But uh, all that being said, Happy New Year. I think so, yeah. Uh, nonetheless, whether you're happy about it or not, it's 2022. Here we are. Can't believe it. Who would have ever thought we'd make it this far, but here we are. And uh, we're trusting the Lord for good things, new things in this new year. And uh, to kick this off, I just want to pray for us this morning. And we're going to sing together. Hope you'll sing with us along at, uh, at home. The words will be on the screen. I think we've got everything working. This is a this is new for us, a couple of different things this morning that we haven't done in this particular environment before, but I think we're working so far. Vicki, you got a thumbs up back there? Good, all right. So, let me pray for us, and then we'll sing together, and you sing with us at home, all right? Father, thank you indeed for the opportunity to, uh, to be here in this place to uh, 
share with our church community through the use of this technology uh, the gift of, of worship and the opportunity to praise you and to celebrate you. Lord, I want to pray for each one who tunes in, whether it's today, uh, right now, in real time with us, or Lord, throughout the rest of the week as schedules allow. Uh, Lord, as they hear my voice in whatever moment that they're hearing, I pray that they will be encouraged, that your spirit will be with them, that you will make yourself known in their homes, in their jobs, in their lives, Lord, wherever they happen to be, driving down the highway, uh, listening to the podcast, uh, wherever that would be, Lord, in this moment to know that I am praying for you in the name of Jesus for a, a positive, a useful, a meaningful 2022 in your life and the life of your family and those that you love and care for. Lord, we lift up those who are sick among us. Uh, Lord, suffering with a number of different maladies and ailments, not just the thing that's rattling the news and, and markets and airlines all over the country, but Lord, a number of things. Uh, think of our friends out in Palmer, the Rabs, and of course the Snoddies, and uh, other folks, Hubert, and uh, other folks that I won't name by name because I don't know if they want me to, but uh, you know who you are, and you know that we are lifting you up in this moment before Jesus, that your sickness would be mild and minor, and to the degree that it causes you suffering and discomfort and disruption, we ask the Lord to be indeed the mighty physician and intercede on your behalf in response to our prayers at this moment. But Lord, for now, for these next few minutes, we turn our hearts towards you very intentionally for worship, lift our voices to you, say that we love you, in Jesus' name. Oh, 
Your 
little pedal down here that turns the pages for me because you know I've only got two hands. And it wasn't working when we started. And I was like, get a pedic. Never alone. You're good. 
So we'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 43 this morning. Isaiah chapter 43. And this section of Isaiah, Isaiah writes to many different audiences, but he is primarily throughout the book of Isaiah writing to the nation of Israel, God's chosen people. And here in just a few chapters, he actually begins to speak about the coming Messiah. You know, we just celebrated Christmas. We just celebrated Advent at our Christmas Eve service. And uh, many of us had celebrations at home or with friends and family. And Isaiah prophesied about the coming of the Messiah, who he would be, what ways that you could identify him and recognize, ultimately for us, that Jesus is the Messiah. But he speaks here at the very beginning of this to the house of Jacob, the lineage out of which the nation of Israel is formed. And there are some places in Scripture where we have to be careful about applying what we read to us in modern times because there are promises and things that were for a certain people at a certain time that are not for future generations per se. I'm not going to call them out, but there's some very popular, especially Old Testament verses that people like to kind of claim as their life verse, and they're beautiful. I encourage you to do that, but I would also encourage you to read them in context and make sure you understand what they mean and not, not think that God, don't hold God to a, an over-promise, a promise that he didn't guarantee you in your life. However, in all of those, in all of Scripture, when we see the work of God, when we see the hand of God as he moves, in the nation of Israel or among those who are outside of the nation of Israel, what we can learn are those, those immutable qualities, those characters of God that never change. And so today I want to talk to you about some of that. However, I want to extend that a little bit to say that when God speaks in broad terms about the future or about who he is and how he intends to to have a relationship with mankind, with humanity. Because Jesus taught us, as well as the other apostles who wrote in the New Testament, that we as Gentiles, I was not born a Jew, I was not born a part of the house of Israel, the nation of Judah. But, Jesus said, and God inspired the apostles to write further in some of the other letters and books of the New Testament, that we become adopted into the house of Judah. We become covenant brothers and sisters adopted into the family of God. And so when we read some of these things, we can understand that these, these characteristics of God, of how he, he moves and breathes and lives with his people, that is for us still today. Because we are his people if we have followed Christ, if we are following Christ. So, keep that in mind as we look at Isaiah chapter 43, and he says this, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. Just a few weeks ago, uh, Pastor Jason, who, by the way, I usurped today. I, we had put together a schedule of messages, and Jason was gone for today. I told him.
I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for Exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples, in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Bring out the people who are blind yet have eyes, who are deaf yet have ears. All the nations gather together and the peoples assemble. Who among them can declare this and show us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to prove them right. And let them hear and say it is true. You are my witnesses and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord. And besides me, there is no Savior. I declare and save and when there was no strange God among you. And you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and I am God. Also, henceforth, I am He. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can turn it back? Wow. God declaring the majesty of Himself. God emphatically declaring that before him there were no gods and after him no other god was formed. He is the only one. But then within that context he also says that there is no one that he intends to be left outside of his reach. He says that he will call his sons and daughters all the way from the north as far as the north can stretch, as far as the south can stretch. Not only that, but if we think that we're broken, if we think that we're, we're not up to par, that we're not something God would desire, he says, bring me the blind, bring me the deaf, bring me those who are infirm, bring me those who are broken in some way, because they shall be gathered into my family. And he says, I am the only one who can redeem them. I'm the only one who can once again give to all who are broken by sin, give them value because I call them my own. I just want those to be words of encouragement to you in this season, in this new year. Kind of like that uh, one video said, I know some of you stand at the threshold of 2022 and you're like, you know, second verse, same as the first. It's going to be more of the same. Um, I'm thinking of some friends of mine, not around here, but people that I know that are off living in other places, and I see sometimes their, their frustrations through their social media where there isn't much hope. But there are also people who have either never clung to God 
themselves feeling hopeless that it is just going to be another year of screwing it up, making mistakes, being disappointed. And listen, neither I nor the Bible can promise you the circumstances that 2022 is going to deal to you or to me. Some of them will be grand and some of them probably not so much. For some people, they'll be terrible. Some people will be the best year they've ever had. The Bible talks about this. It says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust, and likewise, so the sun shines. It's just the way of life. It's not anybody's fault. It's not, it's not God doling out blessing and cursing. That's just the way of the world, the way that the current of life flows. We as believers are called to think at a different level, at a in the things above this earthly existence. We talked about this so much during our series on the spiritual gifts, and especially when we talked about peace and joy and how these are things that transcend our circumstances. We touched on them again during Advent because we had hope, love, joy, and peace, those four topics that we talked about, and how those are, those are independent of the currents that life throws at us that take us to different places and minuses. But the only way to enjoy that peace, to embrace hope, to have joy even in sad and hard situations, is to find those things in the goodness of God. That even though, even though we mess it up, even though we don't get it right, even though other people don't get it right, and that affects us. No matter how broken we become, God gathers us to himself as his children. And friends, this life, this life is not the end. I, I think that as scripture teaches, this life is like a training ground, but that when we move from this life to the next, we will have been prepared to live eternity free of all that. Revelation talks about that. No more crying. No more tears. No more pain. No more darkness. Just the goodness of God. So I encourage you as we kick off this new year to cling to those things that give you that that faith in God. Because you're going to need it. We're all going to need it at one time or another. Karen's been sweating this whole time because I told her right before we started, say, get ready for a question. <clears throat> so here we are. The time has come. And uh, this is the question I have for you. I'll, I'll preload this. Karen loves New Year. The three, the three guys in the family don't really get it. <laughs> we're, we're kind of of that look. It's just the calendar changes. Time is marching on. Okay. But she's always excited about it. New beginning. So tell us, I just want you to tell us what you love about a new year and then what do you hope for yourself and maybe for these people for a new year? What is your hope? So I do love a new year, always. I'm like the, the gleeful person in the family. And um, 
You know what? It doesn't matter if it's happened in the past, um, past years. We can think about that. We can dwell on that. But my biggest thing is I love New Year because it does bring new adventures, new goals, um, experiences with friends and family, which are always memorable. Um, and for me personally, uh, I living like kind of through my children's eyes. Um, I'm very excited Christopher's graduating this year from college. Stephen is uh, very hopeful for people to come to the camp and um, share the love of God and uh, for uh, our church family. I just, uh, I want peace. I want peace for everybody. These past two years have been super hard. For those of you who know me, I'm a teacher. It's very hard to teach uh, in the district right now. Um, I love my class. So this year, I am just looking for happy, no matter what. Um, and wearing a mask, that's what I'll be doing. Um, good health for people. People to be able to spend time with one another. Cleaning out our house. I mean, just like declutter and just... Just being very hopeful and having a positive attitude. Uh, my brother-in-law gave me this thing for Christmas. It's like this uni little unicorn. Ah, and I don't have it with me. And he's like, whenever you hold this pink little unicorn, you can never not be happy. And I carried it all this weekend because we had to say goodbye to Christopher for now. And, uh, you know, there's lots of things happening with our family, health-wise, and, and friends and everything. And, that's truly on my heart. So this year, we're just going to keep moving forward. We're going to plow right through all of this, whatever this is, together with smiles and joy and just to have a, a hopeful attitude. So, yes, New Year. Woo-hoo! I love it. And you have to know that underneath of all of that is, I think, one of the things that I love about Karen so much Underneath of all of that is just this abiding faith in Christ. I'm trying to say this without crying because I'm going to sing a second. I wondered this morning, I don't know if Christopher knows this. I know this. Because we did put him on a plane this morning. Every time, with both of our boys, every time. We get in the car and we make the trip to the airport. Karen will usually sit in the back because both boys are, are large. They're long people. And so she gives them, she's kind, she gives them the front seat. But there's another motivation to this. And she may not even know that I realize this, but I hear her in the back seat.
She does that for you too. She does that for this church and for the people that we care about. Um, it's not something that she displays in front of people. And hopefully, having outed her about something, you'd be mad about this later. But I don't think so. It's a, it's such a wholesome thing. And so I say that just to say that as we express to you our hopes and joys for the new year for our family and for this church and for your family and, and this idea of joy, just know that that's being supported and, and the foundation underneath of that is that deep, abiding, unfailing faith in Christ because he has been so faithful to us through all of our lives. Second passage of scripture that I wanted to share with you is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starts in verse 16. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Now there's a lot contained in the meaning of this phrase, regard him thus no longer. I'm not going to try and, and get all of that out, other than to, I'm just going to put it at this, it's kind of the, the 10,000 foot level of that, but if you spend some time thinking, you could, you could drill down into this and, and, and get some like really specific ideas about what it means to look at someone else in the flesh. And it, it doesn't have necessarily have to mean like in a, in a lustful way, but it could mean that, but just looking at another human being and not seeing them just as a, a body of flesh with bones inside and a brain rattling around in it. But to see them as God sees them, to recognize the image of God that Scripture teaches us is, is implanted in every single person who is created. This, this essence of God that is there. And he says then, and he's speaking to the church now, he's speaking to people like us, those who believe. He says, we, we should no longer look at one another and see only the flesh. We should see the spiritual person. Because even one time before we understood who Christ was fully, we looked at him as just a dude. He's just a guy. You know? Just bumbling around like everybody else, but nothing special. And then we came to know who he was. Who he is. And he says, here's how we know that this is true. This is how we can look at one another then, not just in the flesh, but see the image of God. He says, because 17, verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And don't get hung up on the pronouns here, he, she, they, them. It's not what this is about. It's all of humanity in, in Scripture that pronoun applies to all of us, male and female. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, you see how that echoes back to Isaiah, where he says, I have redeemed you, I'm drawing you to myself, I'm bringing you to myself, and I'm calling you my own. 
Here it is again. All of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us where? To himself. He brought us into alignment with him. To himself. And he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Listen, not counting their trespasses against them. And entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. He goes on to say that we are ambassadors for the cause of Christ. That for our sake, he caused Christ to become sin. He who had never known sin, he caused him to become sin. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Friends, I'm just telling you, if you'll grab hold of that, cling to that truth, that this is how God sees you. Yes, life is hard. Yes, life sometimes is crushingly sing one last song for us and then we'll close with a video and uh, folks it's been great to have you here with us thank you babe <laughs> alright I'm playing this from memory I've got the words in front of me but uh, chords not so much so hopefully this will go well it went okay in practice
Still a man.